What is up, Combo Nation? We are here with another episode of Combo's Court. Today's installment, Mr. Fomer Simpson returns to discuss the Knicks' first-round draft move, Drake's album, and more. A fantastic conversation with Fomey. You can find Fomey on Instagram at Mr. Fomer Simpson. Subscribe to the YouTube channel as well, Mr. Fomer Simpson. You know you can catch me on Twitter at Combo's Court, same name as the podcast. You can find me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. Let's get into it. Simpson, phone burgundy, foamy. Got a lot of AKAs, man. What's the vibes, my guy? What is the vibes? Man, uh, I would say I'm feeling good, but uh, not feeling great, man, after that draft. Uh, we're living. We live to fight another day. <laughs> I feel like in this draft, we kind of see the difference between the smart organizations and the not-so-smart organizations. Man, like, like the Warriors in the Heat, so smart, right? They get Nikola Jovic, a guy I've been raving about for a long time now. Pat Baldwin to the Warriors, like, yeah, he didn't have a great year, but you never great. give up. You never give up on those guys that were just like that high coming out of high school. Like the talent is inevitable. Right. The Kings and the Knicks, not so much. Not so much. Not so much. <laughs> nah. Nah, man. Uh yeah. Big time fumble. Y- you know the worst part about it is, is that you know it's coming. As a Knicks fan, you know it's coming. You're like, ah, maybe this is the, maybe, maybe we won't. And then, of course, they do it. So, um, yeah, man, I love the NBA draft. I don't, obviously, it's not what I do for a living. So, I'm not in it the way that that you are. I know you're the, you've had so many home runs on the draft takes, man. I just pretty much follow your lead at this point. Um, (laughs) I listen, what I wanted the uh, Knicks to do was to trade up to four and uh, and get Ivy. Anything short of that, I I mean, because I knew the the other guys that I wanted were not going to fall to 11. So I don't know, man, but what did they even do? Like, so now we have three picks, but they're conditional picks to what they're not going to be. What what are we doing here? What are we doing? Is there a bigger play? Is there a bigger play? Jalen Brunson. (laughs) I mean, Jalen Brunson, uncle drew, maybe not coming. Nah. Well, how about this? How about this? You could say he's not coming, but if he wants to come, would you like Kyrie with the Knicks? Yeah, of course, because I love Kyrie and It'll be fun to watch him play, but man, listen to your point a couple minutes ago. You can see the difference between the good organizations and the bet. You got to build through the draft. Yeah, you have to build through the draft. Well, you know when if you have a lottery pick, use it. Use a lottery pick. Do your due diligence and and draft guys. I'll tell you what, trade them back and getting three draft picks that 
are not lottery picks. I, I mean, one of them is the Milwaukee pick, right? Like, is it? But that's not going to be a good pick. The the rate it's hard enough to draft lottery picks, much less mid back end of the first round. That like, what's the hit rate on those guys? Yeah, you know what I was thinking, it, which, which is like kind of really weird. I feel like the Knicks, they don't have confidence in drafting good players, so let's not even play the game, so we don't get graded at all. Yeah, I mean that's what that was. It was just they just took their ball and went home. <laughs> like, damn, bro! Like, wh- what are we? What are we doing? So, and it's tough too because it, it's just the way the way they move and everything. Even if the, they do something a little bit good, they do three or four things that set them back. So, um, listen, I'm just an NBA fan now. I'm just. I, I mean, I, are, you know, are you there? Because you know, I've been like this for a while now, like I'm a fan of no team, but obviously I love the game of basketball and the NBA happens to be the highest level of basketball. Are you there now from, from what the Knicks are doing? (laughs) Listen, I've been there for a while because, you know, I love the Knicks, but the truth of the matter is, man, I, you know, I, I, I can't align myself, my fandom because it's too stressful and, and there's no, there's no upside. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. There's no pot of gold. It, it's right now. I think I'm, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of players and I just like, I loved watching Steph Curry do what he did in, oh, yeah. in the finals. Like I love, I've become a LeBron fan, as you know, um, just because like you, I'm a fan of basketball. And so you're going to like, the teams and the players that are playing at the highest level. So, um, the, you know, I, I'm going to fight. I think what I'm more so doing now, I know none of the guys I wanted were going to end up on the Knicks, but now I'm just a fan of them. And I, I'm going to be curious to see what they do on their respective teams, how guys fit in, how guys develop and stuff like that. So, you know, I still enjoy the NBA, but man, the Knicks are just brutal, man. Brutal. Yeah. Obviously, you know, you said, um, the NBA draft, it's not your profession, it's not your profession, like ranking right. players at all, but you were very familiar with like the top five guys. So with that said, how do you feel about Orlando's first pick? Uh, that's not the guy I would go with. Congrats to him. I hope he plays really well. Not because I don't think he'll be really good and he might even be really good right away. I just believe he didn't have the highest upside. Yeah, for sure. Um, it was weird too. I heard something or I read something about that. He didn't even work out with Orlando or mm. yeah, I, I, I don't know. Anyway, um, I think he's the most kind of pro ready. Yeah. But, you know, which is obviously that's like what everybody's saying about him. I like his game a lot. I think I'm probably a little higher on him than you are, but it is tough because that number one pick has to be like an all-star, you know, he has to be like, that top, top level guy. So, I mean, I get it. If you were in the top three, it now in hindsight, I'm sure these guys are going to separate good and bad. There will be a very clear, oh, you should have went here. Oh, this was a smart pick. Yeah. But, you know, right now it just felt like that three was a cluster. Um, yeah. I think that for a team like Orlando, I would have went for the home run with Chet. Yeah, you know, I agree just, with you. Just because you got to do it, man. Like, 
the the first pick is not a pick to go like safe with. You know, it's not a pick like, ah, you know, let's take the floor. No, man, with that number one pick, you go get the guy who you think could be right down. Right. You know, you you think could could be like the best player in the league type. And and just taking Paulo and Chet away from it, I feel like part of the reason why organizations would do that is because they don't want to take the heat right away if the player, the high upside guy isn't playing well right away. 100%. 100%. And with Chet and the body stuff, you know, that that might be the case. I I think after watching him more, I know you were really high on him. After watching him more, I think he's a little bit more pro-ready than people give him credit for. Mm. Um, just with his skill set and, and what he's able to do. But eye test-wise, you're like, oh, he's not pro-ready. But he, his skill set is pretty crazy. So, um, man, we'll see, man. You know, it, as time goes on, some of these picks are going to be laughable and, and some of them are going to be like, wow, what geniuses. So, yeah, I mean, defensively, I think Chet could help a team right away. And I think it'll help the thunder right away. And with that said, I feel like Chet and Jaden Ivy got in the best situation possible. I tweeted way back in March that Chet would be phenomenal with not verbatim. What I said, I guess I could mess up my own tweets, but um, I talked about how OKC, would start to turn out of tank mode if they could get Chet. And Jaden Ivey is just a perfect fit, in my opinion, next to Cade. Just with the burst he brings. Cade is so elite at everything, except maybe that burst of speed. And with a guy like Jaden right next to him, I feel like Chet and Jaden got in the best situations possible. And I know you're really high on Jaden, right? He's He was my favorite player in the draft. I think that he has... Uh, I'm just going to do, you know, I'm a hot take guy, man. Okay, let's get it. <laughs> I, think, I think he's going to be the best player in the draft. Wow. Yeah, hot take. Hot take. Spicy takes over here, man. Uh, now, full disclosure, my hot takes usually miss. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but listen, man, listen, man, I have a type when it comes to players. Mm. And and, uh, and he's it. You know, I I love guys like you and I both love guys like that have real crazy feel but somebody who can be a lead guard can play on the ball off the ball and has that kind of explosiveness yeah crazy it's because the the way the nba game is played man the way it's so spread out i I just don't think people are gonna be able to stay in front of him i think he's gonna draw a ton of fouls in transition yeah yeah so much space Ooh. Ooh, i mean like college basketball and nba basketball are completely different sports Oh, it's not even in the same realm. Look, look, here, here, let me ask you a question. And I know the comparisons are kind of corny sometimes, whatever, and it's hard to do. Do you have a a comp for him, for Ivy? Oh, that is tough because I know everybody goes with John Morant, and I don't think that's fair to Jaden. A comp for – let me think on that. Yeah, I don't really have a comp either, and and that's one of the things that's so exciting – uh, about it now I do understand why people go to John Morant I don't think it's fair either because John Morant averaged like 10 assists a game in college like whatever it was he was like really really playmaking but I do think he's going to be do, be able to do some similar things that Morant is able to do in the NBA I, I mean he has just the, the the explosiveness is crazy man so I, I think with space I think I mean we talk about pro ready he, I think he's going to kill. Yeah. And, and and to your point, I think he landed in a much better spot. I think the Kings goofed. 
but I think he landed in a much better spot. And, you know, Cade was my favorite player uh, last year. So to the, the Pistons are going to be like the team I'm watching now. Forget about the Knicks, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be tuned in. That's going to be my, uh, my league pass team. It's, um, I, I think it's a good match, and, and, and I think that he's going to be pretty special. Yeah. So, not to comp exactly, but he's right. He might not be there, but he's right under that, like, John Wall, Derrick Rose speed. Right. Maybe not that, but he's like a shade below that, how fast he gets up and down the court. Right. You know what excites me about him is when you start thinking about the comps, right? You can't really quite place it, but you start thinking about guys like Morant, D. Rose, John Wall. You start thinking about those guys. And just the fact that those are the type of players you're going to, I think, speaks well to how he's going to succeed in the NBA. How much did you get to watch Jaden Hardy play? Because I know we talked about him a little bit. Uh, Probably not as much as you, but definitely – watched him a bit I couldn't I didn't understand why teams were passing on him unbelievable I, I mean he was probably the guy that fell the furthest past where he should have yeah you don't even have to watch that much to realize like I watched him a good amount but even for somebody that didn't watch him that much like you could tell right away his offensive skill set and polish it's of an NBA player of definitely yeah. of a first round pick And I think like anything after 20 was absolutely ridiculous. And he ended up going in the second round. I mean, all, as I said, like Bo champ went a little bit late. Like it didn't help those guys going to the G league night as much as I like that, the concept of that idea. Yeah, it really didn't. But the previous year it did. Yeah. Because there was no fans with NCAA. There was no NIL yet. And I think that kind of helped what was happening with. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. He, why do you think he fell? To be honest, it can't be the game. It has to be something with Intel. I would have to guess. Right. I don't know the kid personally, so I can't tell you one way or another. But if you watch him play and you watch his stats that he put up against pros, yeah, the percentages you could say here and there, but the free throw percentage was pretty good, which is usually indicative of how right. good of a shooter you will become. Right. It has to be something about Intel. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I can't think of anything else because – the way the guy hoops, he can hoop. Yeah. No, I, I thought that was crazy. You know, it it's weird, too, because, you know, you never know how it's going to play out. But at the same time, some of these guys who fell are going to be really good. And you'll see a bunch of bad teams that passed on them. And it's just like it, it, it's the same thing over and over again, man, L- letting talent just slide and slide. So, um and like you said, to your point, what the Heat did, what the Warriors did. Yeah, great. Wow. The, what the Warriors did, you know, I, I saw people that weren't happy with that pick. And I was like, what? He played 11 games. Like, at, at a mid-major. Like, who, like, I mean, would you take a guy that was once projected to be top 10? Or were you going to take a guy that, like, always been projected to be late first round, right? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. No, I thought that that was, and you know, another thing too is, and this probably needs to be said at the end of the day, talent is talent, but, and work ethic is work ethic, but what team you land on, man. hundred percent. It's huge. That's why I love it. I love it for Yo- Jovich because he's, you know, he's with the heat, a great organization that likes to develop younger yeah. players. 
Pat to the Warriors. And as I said, Chet to OKC. It's just a great fit. Yeah. And there it got really smart front office people there, even though like they're playing this game where like we never have to be hold, held accountable because we're always tanking. But that's a whole different story. But I like it. And then Ivy with, you know, with Cade, I love it, too. I think all the, the situations for those four guys are perfect. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, we'll see, though, man. I, you know, I know the, the season just ended, but I'm like, damn, when, when's it back on? <laughs> so from draft takes to Drake takes, I think you're 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 a little bit higher on the Drake album than than most, right? Yeah, I, a lot. He's getting a lot of a lot of slander, man. Um, I like it. It's not my favorite Drake album. You know, he's one of the very few people for me that he just he just makes music that even if I don't love it, I, I, it's enjoyable to listen to. Like it sounds good. That, you know, that album is, it's just like vibes. Like it's not crazy bars. It's not, it, it's just, it's vibes. The one thing I, I will say with Drake is, it's, it's usually the same thing. When his albums drop, oh, this is garbage. This is trash. And then a couple months later, it's mm. summer anthem. Oh, the, you know, it's, uh, you know, this line is a Instagram caption, you know, for everybody. Oh, yeah, he, he must do that on purpose, right? Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. That's been part of his formula forever. Was basically like social media and basically captions, man. Like these, like very cliche, like like one liner type deals. But um, I like the album, man. It's what what I don't understand is people hate the album, but they loved Passion Fruit, the, the song he did, which is... Got I, love, I love Blem. Yeah. I like I mean, that song. Yeah. <laughs> it's... I think a lot of the people saying the album stunk or stinks are just not... They're not into Drake's music to begin with. Mm. So, you know, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I'd have to look at like an album list and really like deep dive it and look at, you know, track lists and all that to like do a, a really, a, I don't think it's his worst album though. Um, like for me, it was like somewhere in the middle of the pack. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Like even I fall into this category of what I'm about to criticize people about. Right. Because five minutes way- after it drops. <laughs> Not only that, is that like some songs I can't listen to all the way through because I'm like, there's no bars here. It's not that catchy. Let me skip. Right. Right. And that's part of the like the current culture that we're in, because if you go out of your way to actually buy an album, right, like go to the store, you're going to listen to it fully one or two times through. And now we have so many things. We can pick up any album we want right on our phone. We can be like, I'm not listening to this. It's over. Now, yeah. I did listen to it a good one time through. Like, I like the song Sticky. Like, there are songs I like on there, but I don't like the album. But I would say I would have definitely gave it more of a chance if I actually went to the store, maybe through the snow, right? New York City. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Florida man over here. He loves New York. <laughs> but, like, you would definitely give it more of a listen if you actually had to go out of your way to get the album. It's just different now because you have so many options and then you're not as invested in that album because it just pops up on your phone. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, ba- I remember back in the day, like 
saving up money and going to the Virgin Megastore in uh, Times Square to buy albums. And to your point, like it, there was a different type of connection between you and that album. It was like right. you said, it was like you, you, you had, I don't know, some skin in the game, so to speak. Now it's like everything is just on to the next, on to the next. With the Drake album, dead ass five minutes after the album dropped, people were talking about how bad it was. Bro, five, what did you listen to? A song and a half? Like, what you got the leak? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. You got the Drake bug. Um, so it's, I think you got to let things marinate a little bit more. Like, I'm not, for me, I try not to give too many crazy takes before I listen to an album, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I think you at least waited like a day or two, right. Before you uh, tweeted that. Oh yeah. No, for sure. And, and even then, like I'll, a lot of times stuff changes, man. It's like sneakers too. You might get a sneaker and then a month later you're like, ah, I don't really love these. You might get a sneaker and be like, ah, all right, let me grab them. And then a month later, it's your favorite sneaker and you wear it every day. So things can change if you kind of let it marinate a little bit. And I think in the social media era, it, you know, I mean, Twitter is not waiting for anything, man. Uh, 10 minutes is an eternity on Twitter. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I'm digging it, man. You know what hasn't changed? Like I, I talked about how much music has changed and obviously sneaker culture has changed over the years, but what hasn't changed is the nostalgia of opening opening up a new pair of sneakers, like opening that box. Like that never changes. Ever, ever. I talked about it in a video yesterday, I think. It's, that's really, to me, I, I can't speak for anybody else, but for me, that's why I'm always going to love sneakers because it's getting a new pair, opening the smell, the, the smell, the feel, everything you know it's like the lights are coming down from above music is playing in the back it's just it's uh it's a beautiful moment man and then lacing them up too like i can remember mm. lacing up a new pair of sneakers back in the day and like going to the park to hoop and it was just like man that put like three four inches on your vert just having a new, a new <laughs> football, bro. right you were, you were in your superhero bag so Nah, man, the feeling of new sneakers is, is tough to beat. It's crazy, like, how you lace them up is such a big thing, right? It, it was, like, bigger in New York. Remember when they did, like, the long cross across and all that? Remember that? No. I <laughs> uh, was just talking to one of my friends about that, man. He was like, yo, he's a Cali dude. And he was like, yo, I, I never seen anybody. We, we had hooped together. He was like, yo, I never seen anybody lace their sneakers like that, bro. How you used to lace your Air Force Ones up. Yeah, man, uh how you lace them. You know, sometimes you could tell where people are from just by how they lace them. You know, you always talk about how like sneakers are meant to be worn and not really like saved up on a mantle. But let me ask you this. If you yeah. got a new pair and I don't know when you plan your outfits, like I don't know if it's like the morning of or the day before, but let's just say the next day you got a fresh pair of sneakers. Like I'm going to wear these the next day. I'm going to wear these. Right. And it rains. Do you still wear them now? Yeah, I still wear them. <laughs> Whoa. OK. Now I still wear them because, you know, the thing is, too. And things have changed a little bit because now I have a ton of sneakers. Back in the day, back in the day, you know, we only had a few pairs. You know, I mean, way back in the day, we only had one pair. Okay, okay. And, I mean, that was it. So, you know, you had to, you were, you know, I, I don't even clean my sneakers anymore. I just wear them, 
and it just is what it is. Back in the day, you know, I'd have a toothbrush and some soap and I'd be, you know, cleaning them and trying to walk to not crease them. I'm out here walking like a penguin. But <laughs> uh, so now I just wear, yeah, I, I'll tell you this, I'll, I'll add a little something onto it. If it's like a pair of suede, like it rains a lot down here in Tampa. Right. So if, if it was like raining outside, it was going to be like a, you know, it was pouring, it was going to be a nasty day like that. And I had a brand new pair of like suede New Balances. Yeah, I'm probably not going to wear them. Okay, so there are still situations to this there day. Are still, there are still situations, but generally I don't pay too much attention to it. Wow. Yeah. When you hear people say, love to uh, start with that. When you hear people, who are the people? Who knows? But whatever. Um, when you hear people say KD needs to win a ring, I find that interesting because think about the draft yesterday, right? All these men, I can't speak for all of them, but I would say a lot of them want to be the greatest player ever or an all-time great. Like that right. should be your goal. KD became an all-time great and we're still saying he needs to win a championship. Bro, the hate is outrageous. It's uh it's unbelievable, man. I I I know why it's happening even though I don't agree with that. It's obviously because he left and went to Golden State and that whole deal and for some reason people just they just can't get over that. Um, to your point, he's already one of the best to ever step foot on a basketball court. Yeah. So what are we really talking about here? Now, sure, if he wins another ring, another two rings, he's going to boost that legacy. But, right. but, but it was the same thing with Steph. Like, Steph didn't need a finals MVP. He didn't need to win. The, he was top 10 for me before this ring. So... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's the best – he's the – listen, <laughs> basketball is a game where you, you take the basketball and you shoot it into the basket. The best guy – That's ever, a big fact, my G. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> you know I'm saying? Like, isn't it crazy? The, the guy who's better than anyone else in the history of ever at doing that is not top ten? <laughs> like, come on, let's, let's be serious. So, um, it's the same type of deal with KD. Like, for me – KD is the most effortless scorer I've ever seen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, like, sure, okay, you want to say Jordan was a better scorer, but, but the fact that he's able to score from anywhere with his size and skill set and the way he does it, it's just – it's crazy. And people are like, oh, uh, you know, Boston packed him up. We're getting 40 in the last, in the last game. Like, bro, yeah. if averaging, I think he averaged 26 or 27 in that series. I'm not saying that he played up to that KD standard necessarily, but if damn near 30 a game is getting packed up, then listen, yeah. I mean, th that, that really says it all. So pe people are in this weird thing where like, players can't change teams and this and that. Like, I understand it to some degree, but we're also- well, what, what, what were your initial thoughts when you went to Golden State? As a, I, I respected it because I said, listen, if that's what he feels is best for him and his family, then boom, I'm not going to criticize it. As a basketball fan, I didn't really like it. Right, right, right. Golden State was just arguably the best team in NBA history. Right. Like they just yeah. broke the record for all time wins. And the fact that they were the ones that bounced OKC 
And the fact that I thought that him and Russ could have beat them, I was like, damn. But it didn't make me bump him down on the all-time list. It didn't make me start calling him soft. Listen, another thing, too, is people have to realize we don't know what's going on in the locker room. We don't know what the relationships are like with teammates, with coaches, with the front office. Like, maybe he just thought the situation was and he wanted to go play for a great organization and he liked what they were talking about. So to me, it's weird. Like the whole like old head mentality, like you got to stay with the team you're drafted with. Like a lot of these teams are run by bozos. Like, come on, man. Like well, we see, we see in the draft, there's uh, some interesting things happening. Uh, very interesting. <laughs> like, what, are you, what are you guys doing? So nah, the KD is crazy, man. I'm just like, but it's weird how many people are like, yeah, exactly, exactly. It, Need to win a championship? I mean, it's like, it's almost like I understand basketball, music, everything is like, what have you done for me lately? Of course. But it's like, okay, so next year, Steph doesn't play as well in the finals as next as uh, this year, right? And then we go, oh, Steph, not really a finals player. Come man. on, man. Like, like, so we don't care everything he did in the past. Yeah, it's one, what have you done for me lately? But what you've done in the past, that's your legacy. Like, that matters. You can't just look at, like, the latest thing. And these guys are all starting to age as well. So, yeah, man, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. And, and, and on top of that, like, KD, in my opinion, was clearly the best player on that Warriors team. Clearly. You could say, you could say Steph, you could say Steph was the face. The en- There's numbers that say he was the engine, you know. But right. KD was the best player on that team. And we saw it in those finals. 100%. And, and, and that goes – another thing, too, is KD – when he was with the Warriors, especially, he was locking up. He was playing. yes, two way player. He was and a as you low key, a hundred percent. That's what was able to for them to play their death lineup because he could him and Draymond obviously at help side and right. him protecting the rim. Phenomenal, Foamy. What's up, man? What's new? What's going on? Get the merch. Yeah. You see, hey, I'm here. I'm here. You see it. Yeah. I'm here. Uh, we got to get you some. We got to get you a new uh, gift package. Oh, uh, man, I would greatly appreciate it. That'd be say awesome. Less. Say less. Uh, man, you know, we're just uh, one foot in front of the other, man, trying to uh, truck on and, and keep expanding. We're working on a sneaker uh, wow. with, uh, you know, a good friend of mine, uh, knees over toes guy. Shouts to him. Combo's court alumni. Check. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Shouts to him. Yeah, one of my best friends. And, and so Buckets and I are working on a sneaker that we think is going to, you know, really change a lot of things. Uh, that's a big thing. Uh, we are getting a bigger, better workshop. So we're upgrading. Wow. The studio. We're upgrading the studio uh, full steam ahead with the clothing. Uh, the YouTube st- uh, stuff is still jumping. So, uh, you know, we have our own podcast. We have me in buckets, Follow me in buckets, go subscribe. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, man, just living life, having fun, enjoying the moment, enjoying the, the ride. And, uh, you know, not worrying about too much else. You can find them on YouTube, Mr. Fomer Simpson, Uncivilized. What's the website? Give it to them. Uncivilizedstore.com. There you go. We are here. I think we get better every episode. Actually, I know we get better every episode. Yeah. Fomer, you're always welcome back. Thanks Thank for talking draft. Thanks for talking Drake. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we had to talk Knicks. But uh, <laughs> you, know we always, you know we always talk sneakers. But you're always welcome back and talk soon, bro, bro. Thanks, brother. 
There it is, another episode of Combo's Court. Don't forget to rate, review, punch down on that subscribe button and share this episode. Big shouts to Foamy for joining in as always and be on the lookout for the next episode of Combo's Court. Combo, out.